0: Hello, everyone. Before we get started, I just want to tell you that we are doing another movie live tweet. Woo! Our first one for the Philosopher's Stone was a lot of fun. And our next one, which we will be doing at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Sunday, May 24th, will be for the Chamber of Secrets. And we'll be there for the entire...
1: Two hours and fifty four minutes. Why
0: is this movie so long? This the book isn't even that long.
1: It's not.
0: <laughs> uh, so yeah, join us on Twitter, and it'll be great.
1: It's gonna be so much fun.
0: And we will both definitely be drunk. So you could definitely least by the if, end. <laughs> if nothing else, you can enjoy how much more ruthless we get as the movie
1: progresses. <laughs> Uh, All right, next up, some Pride information, because apparently that's in two weeks. We are going to be doing a Pride episode where we answer your questions about queerness and gender. Um, Those have to be submitted by June 1st, so please get on that if you want to ask us questions. They can be like questions specific to your life. They can be more general questions or they can be questions about my and or Jesse's experiences that you want to hear us talk more about or a conglomeration of those things. So yeah, send those to thegailyprophet at gmail.com and we will probably answer them. Uh, Also make sure that you're following us on all of our social channels because we're going to be doing lots of virtual pride stuff
0: yeah stuff that it'll be so you know it'll be a surprise even for us what we're doing so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please so please tune in it's gonna be great uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun in our homes
1: <laughs> yep <laughs> uh
0: we have we have a couple of new patrons we want to thank Caden the ravenclaw and rue thank you so so much for supporting us you are you both are incredible human beings.
1: And speaking of wonderful humans, thank you so much to our newest reviewers, Miss Maddie May, XX Noisy XX, aka Nora Rachel, who you should all follow on Instagram because they're an incredible artist. Their Instagram ad is Nora Rachel Art. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, Supreme Scream One and our third willow post-1999 willow so exciting so we now have (laughs) ghost willow vampire willow and post-1999 willow y'all are really rising to the occasion please continue making new itunes accounts of different iterations (laughs) of willow and leaving us reviews it's the best
0: uh so so great all right one last thing before we get started with the episode uh we have a content warning in one of our tangents, we end up talking about the dark web and we mention pedophilia and that I say the word and talk about it in a general concept. So if that is disturbing for you um, or if that is not a thing you want to hear,
1: uh, you'll want to go ahead and just skip the health and science section it would be the easiest way for you to to avoid that. But it really is like the word there's no in-depth discussions of anything
0: yeah so I just want to let everyone know that and with all of that said let's go on to the episode off we go look I, I should have had a kazoo like a <laughs> <laughs> the
1: Galey prophet operates under the assumption that you've read the books if you haven't read the books go and read them they're wonderful and then come back to us otherwise you're going to be spoiled and that's your choice in this world
0: gay people love bodies.
1: i'm dead <laughs> we have to stop
0: this podcast well, this book causes satanism what is left for us to rant about there is nothing straight about plum velvet <laughs> you shouldn't have been drinking when i said that
1: <laughs> monocles are impractical but hot i don't for a second believe that she is a straight person
0: i mean i'm definitely here for bisexual whenever McGonagall.
1: let's talk about <laughs> harry potter
0: hello listeners my mic decided to die literally before right before we recorded this episode So my audio might, is going to be not as high quality as you all are used to. Thanks for bearing with us. Ideally, I will have a new and better mic so you can truly hear the nuances in my voice whenever I'm upset about a thing in this fucking
1: school. (laughs) And with that, let's get started. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to The Gaily Prophet, a humorous yet ruthless podcast where two queer IRL witches reread Harry Potter and talk about it. I am America's favorite Griffin dandy, Lark Malachi Gray.
0: And I am Griffin Dyker Chardonnay, Jesse Blount. And today you're talking about Chapter 14, Snape's Grudge. Right off the heels of the last chapter, Sirius is no longer in the school, and Ron enjoys his five minutes of fame. And sweet summer child Neville is punished for living his neuroatypical life yet again. Harry and Ron visit Hagrid, who gives them the stern mom top of "Please stop this nonsense with your siblings and please make up." With little success, the boys are sh- are the boys full of shame for not fucking helping care with Buckbeak. Thank God Hermione found the time. But um bump. Uh. <laughs> 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 Harry sneaks into Hogwolds the following Saturday bringing his invisibility cloak, the map, but not an alibi. Harry gets caught because he literally cannot resist fucking with Malfoy and rushes back to the castle just in time to be caught by Snape. Snape tries to intimidate the information out of Harry, which fails, but we learn that the reason that James saved Snape's life was due to a nearly fatal prank played by James and his friends, which is mostly true. Snape discovers the map, and while he can't access it, calls Lupin in to look over this quote-unquote dark magical item. Lupin, knowing exactly what Snape has, covers for Harry and takes the map, then rightfully shames Harry for being a dumbass when someone is out to murder him. Harry returns to Gryffindor Tower with Ron to learn from Hermione that Hagrid lost the case and Buckbeak will be executed. Yes.
1: And we start this newspaper off with today's headlines. Harry Potter blows away competition to take first place for making the worst decisions, being the worst friend, and being the worst liar, all in one chapter.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Harry is... (laughs) Uh, They're both just such... We'll get into it anyway. Yes.
1: We turn to the front page where we talk about all the things that don't belong in other sections of this newspaper.
0: Do you want to start us off? Uh...
1: You don't have to? No. Okay. You go first.
0: All right. Uh, My first front page is that there is a not very, a not thinly veiled uh, security troll dick joke in this. And I'm just like, JKR, this is a book for children. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: My uh, my note on the security trolls is, are they... Are they just like stereotypical cis dudes in Halloween <laughs> <laughs>
0: They
1: like talk in grunts and compare dick sizes and like think it's funny to intimidate children. I'm like, I think I've known some of these dudes.
0: Yeah, I've definitely been to frat parties with these dudes back in my college days. Exactly. Uh, my next front page is just ron's ridiculous not logic about the security of the secret passageway through honeydukes like it doesn't mean that sirius can't get
1: through it because clearly i think ron's right really i do sirius is coming in through the whomping willow he, he
0: is coming through through the whomping willow i think that it would be hard for him to but i feel like it's not impossible for him to have use this if he needed to use this way of getting in and out of the castle
1: you're probably right because obviously he is sneaking into the castle unnoticed so maybe he's very sneaky but i don't know i was like i feel like ron's logic is legit if sirius was using that it seems reasonable that he would be having to break into honeydukes and you know hawksmeade is swarming with dementors in the evenings I was like, no, that seems true. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So, my first one has to do with grammar, but not really. So, Hagrid sends this note to them, which includes a semicolon, the least used and most confusing punctuation. And Hag- like Hagrid, who can't spell Voldemort, is not using semicolons in her notes. To Harry, I won't use a semicolon, and I was raised by an English professor. I'm like, that's a confusing piece of punctuation. She uses it right. And there's no, like, literally zero shame happening, coming from me towards Hagrid in this. This is 100% like, J.K. Rowling, get your shit together and replace that with a dash. like. No, Hagrid did not use a semicolon. This is completely out of character and I don't approve. And it makes me very unhappy.
0: (laughs) Uh, I think that's really funny. I actually didn't notice that. (laughs) This is actually also extra funny because I don't have very good grammar because of learning disability stuff. But I like went out of my way to like figure out the correct way to use a semicolon. Not that I often use semicolons because there really is a lot of times a comma or a stop a period really works best Um, or a dash but that is the one punctuation that I can use correctly
1: (laughs) yeah I only ever use them for complicated lists like lists where the items on the list include a comma that's when I'll use a semicolon the rest of the time you can always replace it with something else and I'm like too risky not gonna use it i still look it up sometimes when i'm like should i use it i'm like i still don't understand how to use this i'm not gonna do it i'm just gonna use a fucking dash yeah i
0: feel like i i only use it in complicated lists or in creative writing if i have an an incredibly long sentence which i often do because
1: you're an extremely descriptive writer i
0: mean sentence lengths are important to the flow of writing so yeah anyway
1: yeah, I only noticed it because I was looking really closely at this note to see how much of it was written in Hagrid's accent because she uses round instead of around with a apostrophe to denote the lack of a. And I was like, is that weird or not weird? And so I was just looking I was just reading it really closely to see how much that was happening and then I was like, is that a fucking semicolon (laughs) what is that doing in this note i don't approve i i
0: I do actually like this bit because right there's no reason for there to be a semicolon no
1: we can all just throw them away Mm -hmm. get rid of semicolons 2020 this is my (laughs) i don't even know anyway please do your next item of business
0: uh i just have uh a very sad face for uh a very skeletal and dirty haired serious just makes me sad
1: yeah yeah it's pretty horrifying uh i have sort of just a giant hagrid segment here i guess okay her suit is such a particular like butch dyke energy I feel like, you know, yeah. <laughs> intentionally ugly formal wear is just a very specific energy that makes so much sense with Hagrid.
0: You know, I actually do have. I had a note that I actually had left out, but since you brought this up, I want to mention it. Is that so? The color scheme of her outfit is it's a hairy brown suit with a uh, yellow and orange tie. Nothing about the shirt underneath it, but we can maybe assume it's a, a, some kind of solid color. Mm-hmm. This color scheme is actually very in style in a way that sometimes like queers are unintentionally in style because fashion just follows
1: whatever the fuck queer people are doing. Right. Yeah, it's very 70s. I feel like it's to me i'm like that's a corduroy suit you know which is tacky i was was gonna
0: say if this was like brown corduroy or brown velvet this would be such a look
1: yeah and i think that it is you know what i mean it's just only very specific people can pull it off and by very specific people i mean queer people and so obviously hagrid is going to pull off this look and it just it's very fitting Like, of course, this is what you wear to go to court. (laughs) It's so perfect.
0: Listen, uh, it is probably very hard to find clothing that fits her. And as someone who has, I mean, we have much different body issues, Hagrid and I, but it's hard to find a a suit jacket that looks good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes you got to be like, this is the thing. This is the only thing that I'm wearing formally Mm because it fucking looks. It fucking works. So.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah,
0: I don't know uh, about the the big, big, and tall, tall, and uh, diagonally. I'm not sure if that exists.
1: I really hope that someone can just do a charm to make whatever the fuck she wants fit her. That's true. So everything in this world is apparently custom made, right, by Madame Malkin. So, yeah, I like to think that it's an intentional choice
0: oh no it's it's definitely an intentional choice i didn't mean to like make it sound like this is the only thing there was like (laughs) you know you see a thing in a thrift store and you're like this is so ridiculous i need it
1: Mm -hmm. yeah oh my god yes okay so the other thing about hagrid is you mentioned this in your uh, chapter description just how much mom energy she's bringing in this chapter like she's been momming Hermione this whole time like being there for her letting Hermione cry to her and then she's like okay you know it's been long enough I'm gonna step in and give these boys a talking to that they desperately need to be given and she does it in such a like gentle but firm way uh I just I just love everything about it.
0: It is, it is really such an excellent scene. And I actually, I have a lot about it in editorial. Well, actually mostly about the talk itself, but yeah, like Hagrid is so good at giving this talk and she's just like, no, this is for real. Stop fucking being shitty to Hermione. I mean, they don't, but (laughs) like she tries really hard to be like, y'all are being pieces of shit to Hermione.
1: Yeah. And I really love that she's that Hermione has had Hagrid to go to throughout this. Mm-hmm. I find it very relieving to be given the information that at least Hermione has had Hagrid.
0: Right. Like at least I'm um, I mean I'm sure Hermione has done a lot of crying into Crookshanks's fur, but like I'm glad that she's talking to someone who can speak back to her.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So Yeah okay what do you have next
0: um neville's eating cornflakes where the fuck do these cornflakes come from like are the, are the house elves making cornflakes from scratch are they
1: like this is an excellent question someone
0: is someone going to the store like once a year to buy like a pallet of, <laughs> of cornflakes and like apparate it back to Hogwarts
1: oh my gosh making homemade cornflakes is such a quarantine mood can i just say i feel like there are definitely people out there who are making their own artisan cornflakes right now
0: i've I've definitely seen recipes for shit like that and it's it is up my alley but it's
1: that's like too far even for me i mean cornflakes just aren't good enough to be worth making homemade
0: yeah i mean cereal isn't Like, eat some oatmeal or something and not try to make your own fucking cornflakes. Eat some polenta for breakfast. I don't know. Yeah. Or some grits. Either of these other corn-based things. That doesn't require you to, like, roll out or press or however the fuck you do
1: that. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, the cornflakes took me out of world also. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, so I have a question for you. Okay. Okay. Do you think that the post office in Hogsmeade is the only post office in the UK? No. I don't know why they have 300 owls if they're not serving, servicing. It's the only fully magical village. That's the only reason that I think so. So, like, where else do you hide a post office that's just full of owls? And everyone can apparate to Hogsmeade to send their letters, presumably. Hmm and so it might make sense and if if it's not there's just no reason for there to be 300 owls in this post office in this tiny fucking town
0: maybe it's like their version of like a main branch post office versus a like tinier one you go to like you buy some stamps so you're mailing a package but not the one you can get like your passport at at like 4 a.m or something
1: oh yeah so it's the hub or Whatever. Because it
0: seems weird there would not at least be one post office in all of London.
1: Right. You know? I agree.
0: It is would we never see anyone using the post office.
1: No, because you literally don't need to. They don't need to have a post office. They have all these owls at Hogwarts. Everyone has an owl. I don't know. I guess if you don't want to buy an owl or you want to send something
0: internationally and your owl is too old to go... But
1: isn't the point of, I just feel like if you don't have an owl and you want to send a letter to someone, you can do the thing where you put your head in a fire, you can apparate to their house, you can do so many things that don't involve the extra, it's just the extra step of going to the post office and acquiring an owl that then takes the letter and then what goes back to the post office for you to get the letter? Or does that owl just sort of become like in your possession until that correspondence is over? How does all of that work? It doesn't make any sense because the letters don't go through a post office. They go directly from one house to another.
0: I guess I was imagining that you go to the post office and you like rent the owl and it goes, delivers the letter, and then it comes back to the post office.
1: But what if the person writes you back?
0: Well, as we see in the series, You have to do it kind of immediately or the owl will just annoy you (laughs) until you fucking do it.
1: Right. But if they write you back, then the owl can't go back to that post office. It has to deliver the letter to you. And then if Mm. you write the person back again, you could be in a month's long correspondence with this person. And the owl is what? Just are you paying by the day?
0: I mean, if there's that many owls, maybe it wouldn't be the same owl every time. I do agree with you that this doesn't make any sense for them to have a post office.
1: at the very least doesn't make sense for there to be so many owls 300 owls maybe this is what controls the rat problem at hogwarts (laughs) (laughs) they just every every six months they send the children away or every when the school gets out for the summer all the post owls from both hogwarts and hogsmeade come in and they just hunt (laughs) all of the castle <laughs> and get rid of all the mice
0: it would be very effective owls are definitely more effective at something like that than cats are
1: yeah so. excellent hunters
0: they re- they really are they're a great a great animal
1: it's your turn uh
0: this is just another re- reaction which is Buckbeak being so comfortable on Hagrid's bed is like cry emoji. It's like last time they were at the hut, Buckbeak was by the fire, at <laughs> <And> this <laughs> time he's spread out in the bed. <laughs> <And it's>
1: like, <sighs> I know it's really beautiful, and
0: it's probably like this thing where it's like, all right, just this time. But it's really been like two weeks since Buckbeak, since Hagrid and Buckbeak have been sharing the bed.
1: I know. I had a friend who didn't want his dog to sleep in bed with him, but the dog really wanted to sleep in bed with him and was very sad about it. And so my friend just started (laughs) sleeping on the couch (laughs) with his dog. And it was supposed to be a one-time thing, like, okay, you're really sad tonight, we can cuddle. And then we talked, and he was like, yeah, I've been sleeping on the couch with Lefty for like... A month now and i was like my friend just let lefty sleep in the bed like this is ridiculous you are depriving yourself of sleeping in your own bed it's time to it's time to give up on this
0: yeah just wash your sheets more often it's fine
1: totally dogs are so gross <laughs> i change my sheets all the time also they have their own blanket inside of the bed i'm like you guys are over there this is my spot that's
0: that's very funny
1: uh so very little that's funny happens in this chapter but ron saying it's very haunted up here isn't it is really funny and (laughs) i appreciate it
0: just the general atmosphere of haunted yeah really you know the spring breeze and the hauntedness i've been (laughs) to
1: places like that
0: fair oh uh just imagining Hagrid and Buckbeak on the night bus and I hope those beds have an expandable charm because neither of them are going to fit on the beds or really I can't really imagine fitting even in the bus itself because Buckbeak is horse (laughs) size, and Hagrid is twice the size of a normal person
1: (laughs) thank you this doesn't make any sense. What do you mean you're going to take the hippogriff on the bus? <laughs> what are you talking about? That's no. ridiculous. All of the options that we came up with last time when we were like, how the fuck is she going to get this hippogriff to to London were better options than the actual canon option, which is taking Buckbeak on the bus.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Wait, have you, have you ever seen images? Uh, so apparently in New York City you can't take your dog on the subway unless it fits into a bag. So there is photos of like people who have like pit bulls like wearing a like IKEA bag and like a husky like in someone's backpack. I'm just sort of imagining now. Great trying to pretend that Buckbeak fits into a bag. <laughs> and it's just like It's <laughs> just like a leather strap around Buckbeak's middle and like a little bit of canvas to be like he's in a bag it works we can get on the bus
1: incredible and is a horse to a hagrid essentially a great dane to a me horses are like six feet tall right hagrid is 12 feet tall so she could totally put a horse in an ikea bag and be like
0: this is true (laughs) Yeah, I guess it depends on like how big hippogriffs are because horses also vary in size. Um, True. My God, what if they're a like Shetland pony sized hippogriff? Oh my God! Oh my God! (laughs) (laughs) Man, why why can't science give me that? Like that's all I (laughs) want—a small mythical creature. (laughs) (laughs) Oh
1: so good
0: all right it's your turn
1: my last front page is just i know we'll talk about the whole snape thing in another section but just all of the really really good lines that snape gets i am so here for everything about snape in this chapter there's not i don't think there's a single moment that i'm like i hate you
0: Um, i'm I'm actually surprised i thought i was gonna come in here and i'm like snape was basically write this entire scene
1: <laughs> he no, oh no i'm here for it and he's so funny your head is not allowed in hogsmeade like and what is the other thing when harry's like ron gave me these things from zonko's last time and seems like You've been carrying them around this whole time. How touching. <laughs> it's just such a bird. It's so great. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's going to be great to talk about. I can't wait for us to get into that. Um, I have about four front pages left.
1: Go. Okay. So, all
0: right. <clears throat> Harry needs a planner or a diary or something so he doesn't forget shit like helping Hagrid out. Get a to-do list, dude. (laughs) Buy a magical planner. (laughs) What is going on? Yep. Good job forgetting about your friend's important (laughs) trial to not execute her fucking animal friend. Bro! Yep. Yep. Uh,
1: And, you know, Hermione definitely gets Harry a planner at some point and harry does not use that planner so
0: yeah that's so I, I just find it funny because with my disorganization i find planners to be like life-saving totally and so i'm just like oh you forgot this important thing buy a fucking planner yeah also you're in school and doing all this like sports practice you should have a planner fucking anywhere, harry
1: <laughs> i agree with you
0: uh, so, when Harry and Neville were talking about their vampire essays, and Neville's like, I'm confused about the garlic. Do the vampires need to eat the garlic? It is so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and also, kind of an excellent question. Such
1: a good question. Any vampires out there, please write in.
0: Also, it's weird that, like, every time you see the like garlic and vampires thing, it's always in the paint, it's always still in the bulb. When yeah. You'd think you'd want the cloves, which is, we all know, the strongest part <laughs> of the garlic. Have you ever bitten into a raw clove of garlic? <laughs> uh, uh, my next thing is we can get into later about Harry's plan about going to Hogsmeade again. But why doesn't the invisibility cloak have like a hood or a like tie or something? It could slip off. It shouldn't slip off. It's a, the whole point of having a invisibility cloak is to not be seen. That, sh- that shit should be buttoned up, secured like, whoa, like, are you kidding
1: me it's if this is okay if it works it has a hood right in the first book when he gets it doesn't he put the hood on i don't know i don't get it because he he wears it with ron and hermione which then how does the hood work in that instance but isn't it i mean basically the way it's described here i'm like this isn't a cloak it's a blanket you're just wearing a Blanket that make. Why did you call it a cloak if it's just a sheet of material that makes you invisible?
0: That is what I was thinking. Also, this chapter, I'm like, but right, are they just throwing a piece of cloth over themselves and calling it a cloak? Apparently. Are you guys seven years old putting a towel around your neck? Like, and even then, you tie the fucking towel and make it stay there. Right. I, I don't know. I, if
1: you're wearing it, <laughs> <sorry>. like, <laughs> So it's like a blanket. You could use like a belt around your middle. You know, so it's just like. But then, but then. You the could really use your arms.
0: The belt wouldn't be invisible though. Well, That's if you actually...
1: if you flooped it. Oh, up so it's the and extra then the flat. Belt sort of like. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the fabric hung over the belt.
0: It's, it's very it's very bewildering about. I Maybe mean, this is a correction. I don't actually know, but what the what the what the fuck is this piece of cloth he's calling
1: a cloak. i don't know and yeah let's just plan to keep an eye on how this thing works i don't think it's consistent throughout the book i don't think it I'm is either sure. now that
0: now that i'm thinking about it, i'm like is this like headwood's cage where it like the size of it just moves around to fit whatever scene is happening
1: yeah i feel like yes because the scene where he's uh stuck on the steps and he's dropped the egg he waves his arms to get Moody's attention, which if this is a blanket, you definitely can't wave your arms underneath the blanket without it just falling off of you. Uh,
0: yes, you are correct.
1: Yeah, we'll just uh, we'll just see how that we'll see. plays yeah. out.
0: My last uh, front page is another unfortunate answer to our question in which. Harry climbs up the fucking slide.
1: Oh shit, you're right.
0: Or how I imagine more of a like shimmy climb, which should have taken him fucking forever. Which maybe it did, I don't know. But it doesn't make any sense that he would do that when he was in that like disassociative fugue, however many chapters ago that was.
1: Maybe it's shallow? I hope so. You can definitely climb a slide. But how easy it is varies greatly on the slope of the slide
0: yeah it would have to be pretty shallow i would hope
1: yeah oh my god i have so much to say about harry and this tunnel this everything
0: well uh well i'm done with the front page so we can we can start on that whatever great let's
1: let's go to editorials okay welcome to editorials where we rant about stuff and this is not my first editorial however i just want to continue this conversation what is wrong with harry fucking potter he is so bad at planning what i'm so okay come on mark put the invisibility cloak on you know how he could have avoided neville and snape twice put the invisibility cloak on you can have it on when you go in the statue you can have it on when you come out of the statue you saw neville coming around the corner put the invisibility cloak on like you know what would have happened if you had the fucking cloak on neville would have come around the corner been like whatever he was doing and he would have continued on his way without seeing you if he'd worn it to climb out of the witch's hump and then walk right the fuck past snape right up to gryffindor tower to sit down in the common room maybe take a goddamn bath after playing in the gross mud (laughs) we know he wouldn't but i can dream (laughs) and then snape would come up there like looking for him and harry's like Hey, what's up? I've just been chilling in my common room like you told me to. What I he know. was like, what I does know. he say? It would be too incriminating if someone like caught him or whatever. And I'm like, no, because no one would catch you. Because you'd be invisible. The fuck. <laughs> just so frustrated. <laughs>
0: These are all excellent points cuz I was actually mad about different parts of the planning but definitely but not about that part that's so true. Harry, why are you being so ridiculous in this I, I I don't know.
1: I know. It's it's a plot device. Other than that, it's just it's inexcusably bad planning.
0: <laughs> I mean the whole plan itself was bad planning. It's like Dude, you should have waited to the next one, maybe, and not right after the dude who's allegedly trying to kill you was like out running around. Like, wait for the heat to cool, dude. <laughs> like
1: Everything. He just shouldn't have gone. It's so fr- I'm so frustrated with Harry fucking Potter in this. It's chapter. like
0: it's like I kind of wish Hermione had in fact told McGonagall because none of this shit would've fucking happened. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, Ron is not helping the situation. No. I think this dovetails maybe nicely into my editorial in which Ron and Harry are still being so fucking shitty to Hermione. Still! I know. Even after you gives them such a good talk about fucking be friends again and stop fucking around and being shitty. Yep. And then immediately they go up to the camera up to the tower and ron is being so straight to hermione it's like slow your fucking roll dude
1: i know like what did your mom just say to you what are you doing literally
0: literally just said it like 10 minutes ago
1: i mean it was like three hours ago
0: fair they
1: stay at her hut for three hours and don't eat anything they definitely miss dinner i got really stuck on that (laughs) <laughs> what happened what did they do like if you miss a meal at hogwarts you can't eat so they're just at haggard's hut from six to nine they just didn't have any dinner
0: yeah i don't know uh they're gonna go eat uh honey, candy probably for dinner i bet you probably <laughs> i know you're very upset by this but that is at a 13 year old that would have done that they totally just had candy for dinner. <laughs>
1: i actually was just thinking about in a castle in a castle just overrun with fucking mice and rats like can you keep candy in your dorm room without it just being eaten by fucking vermin
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you keep it in your trunk maybe if you kept it at your bedside table hell no Do you mice would come back... get in
1: everywhere
0: this is this is true
1: Everywhere. I would help. I
0: would help. Those school trunks are a little bit more.
1: No, listen to me. I <laughs> had mice so bad in my last house, cause like there was just an entrance to the outside that couldn't be closed anyway, and they stashed their food supplies in the weirdest fucking places, including in the puppy's crate under the cushion is like there is a predator who would happily eat you in this space a good chunk of the time and you're like let me put some hazelnuts here for later really mice would just be like let me eat a hole in this trunk and go in there and like make a nest in your socks and eat all of your candy
0: yeah you're right and if not the mice the rats would yeah <laughs> at a- i mean this is why i'm like they either they have to be magically reinforced or right or all of the vermin would just eat through their shit constantly
1: maybe their room is safe because hedwig hangs out in there and is just eating all of the mice anyway (laughs) sorry
0: the more you know everyone (laughs) about how cool and really hard to get rid of both rats and mice are
1: yeah great Great pets, not so great uninvited house guests. Um, you were saying something that was not that. They were being shitty <laughs> to Hermione. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like, don't actually know down this road. Um,
1: they got a stern talking to and then they went back to the tower and immediately were just monsters to Hermione. It again. like
0: didn't sink in. Until Crookshanks is like, I fucking hate you, Ron. So I'm going to hiss at you.
1: I Oh, my God. God bless Crookshanks.
0: And I just it makes me just keep thinking about how I imagine like, you know, it's book five. the the gang's living at a Grimald Place. And I'm just like, Crookshanks is puking in your shoes every day. Crookshanks is, like, peeing on your clothing every day because he fucking hates you. Yeah. And it just made me laugh to think about. Yeah. <laughs> just Rod putting his shoe on and it's just like, uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, the true hero <laughs> of the series.
0: I don't remember if Crookshanks is, is actually there, but I, like, I yeah. want him to be. He is. I couldn't remember.
1: Yeah, because Jenny blames something on crookshanks chucking dung bombs against the door to see if it's impervious <laughs> just store all that information in there for later
0: <laughs> also that is definitely not a thing that cat's gonna play with like come on y'all
1: that's true He's <laughs> too smart for that mm-hmm. he's like these are gross um
0: uh, i don't i don't have anything else about them being shitty uh just that they were being so shitty yeah they I were
1: uh, my only other editorial is now they're going to increase security and teach the doors right? to recognize serious black. Right? Blood. <laughs> it took y'all this long. <laughs> you already fuck? had this charm. Why weren't you doing this immediately? It's inexcusable. <laughs> <laughs> it's so
0: wild. <laughs> it's so wild. It's just like who seriously?
1: Oh. Oh. It's it's after Christmas. Like it has been months. He's already broken into the castle once, and they're like, oh, I guess it's hard. It's hard to teach a door to recognize <laughs> someone. Like, Jesus. Just goddamn it. Huh. <sighs> i'm just
0: i'm sorry i'm just imagining flitwick with like a giant photo of Sirius black and being like all right you can't let this guy in there's like but are you sure and it's like no this guy don't let this guy i don't i don't know why i'm just imagining this like weird back and forth i feel like
1: it would be more about it would be more training so it's like okay you can't let this guy in and then Hold up a bunch of pictures of dudes that look kind of similar. you like, can this guy come in? And the doors are like, no. And it's like, that's not serious black. That's, uh, oh God, what's his name? Who? The person that Luna says is serious black in disguise. Oh, something, something stub. Stubby. Stubby Goldman? Stubby no. Burgess? God damn it! That
0: that that rock the witching world rock star.
1: Yeah, that guy. Anyway, that joke would have been so funny if I could have remembered his name. Uh, anyway, so like that. Until it consistently only recognizes serious.
0: I'm sorry. I'm just now imagining like Ginny watching, like not Ginny Luna watching this whole thing with the door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, so I have a I have a couple of other editorials.
1: Okay.
0: So going back to the troll. So like, do they have like a security company? Is there a troll in charge of this, or is there some like witch that has to be their like liaison? Also, why are you using them and not why are you using them instead of fucking dementors anywhere? Like, and I why so haven't many you
1: why haven't you had the increased security? I mean the trolls don't sound like particularly safe people to have around children, but yeah, no, your question your questions are so good and and valid and I mean are these the same kinds of trolls as the troll that was his face led into the dungeon? I don't know. Quirl? I'm like quibbler. Anything <laughs> that starts with a Q. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Maybe
0: they're yeah, like I don't I don't know I don't know. There's not been enough information about trolls for us to make any kind of decision about like is this like having security guards or is it kinda like having guard dogs? Like what is the vibe of these security trolls?
1: I think they're people.
0: So then yeah, like why just not hire some security trolls all the fucking time? Oh there's always some shit go down at Hogwarts every year. Hire a couple trolls anyway.
1: Right. Great question.
0: So many, so many questions.
1: <laughs> I did I do wanna say so fuck, I don't wanna <laughs> give appropriate credit, so I have to find my phone to get their name. So we asked in the last episode that came out, so the episode on chapter twelve for an acronym to use for non-human magical people. And Ivan sent an email today to suggest OMBs, other magical beings. I would I would like to modify it to OMPs, so other magical people because
0: I do like it. Technology curse alert. I also just want to talk about the most perfect part of this chapter which is when Hagrid says people can be a bit stupid about their pets while Buckbeak is, like, spitting fairbots <laughs> on her bedspread. <laughs> like, just just so <laughs> perfect. And also spoken like someone who is truly an indulgent animal parent. It's like, you know, Hagrid. Hey, Grindos. I know. Don't you feel like,
1: <laughs> I always feel like it's so funny when people think that they're giving me a hard time about how well-treated my dogs are. I'm like, do you think you're telling me something that I don't know? Obviously, my dogs get all of their physical and emotional needs met. I'm the one meeting them. Like, you're not telling, this is a weird way to attempt to tease me. <laughs> like... Do <laughs> you think I don't know that I have to get up 27 times a day to pick up Jezebel's bone because it fell on the floor and she doesn't want to get it because her knees hurt? I know that. <laughs> thank you.
0: Which is then, and I can't remember if she says this before or after, Ron is like, I'll talk to her when she gets rid of her cat. Dude, she's not going to get rid of her cat, dumbass. No.
1: What a ridiculous thing to say, Ronald Weasley. Hagrid is right her cat acted like a cat the cat made a bad did a bad thing her should have stopped it but also it is completely unreasonable to say that she has to get rid of crookshanks you'd be like i'll talk to her again when she hires jackson galaxy to come to hogwarts <laughs> and help her oh with this issue <laughs> So I'm still just imagining Jackson Galaxy in Hogwarts, and it just make me—it's you know that that's where Jackson Galaxy was educated, IRL. Yeah, I mean, really.
0: <laughs> and this is why Kirk Shanks peed on every one of Ron's cloaks when he was living at when they were living together at Gribble <laughs> Yes. You know how hard it is to get cat pee smell out of clothing? Very hard. I'm sure even magic doesn't do a very good
1: job. Obviously not. Otherwise, why would Perkins' tent smell like cat pee?
0: Oh, fuck, you're right.
1: We have canonical evidence for this.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, Ron, you just, <laughs> just you wait for all those vaguely cat pee smelling cloaks. <laughs> Actually, I can't, I can't even laugh. This happened to me once. One of my cats peed on like, I was wearing a denim vest, but it was just one small spot. So I kept getting whiffs. And I'm like, what is that? Until I go in the bathroom like smelling all over my denim vest, and I'm like, yep, it's right right here. Fucking walking around, smelling vaguely like cat pee. And I was like, fuck cats.
1: Oh yeah. Cats are the worst sometimes.
0: Sometimes they just decide, decide that every soft thing on the floor is for them to pee on. I can't tell you why. It just is. Technology curse alert
1: welcome to the education section wait no uh
0: welcome to the politics section yes where we talk about all of the things that are fucked up wait is that how it goes i should know (laughs) this after however many goddamn episodes
1: um wait first listeners hi we had a technology incident it's three days later we don't remember sorry if the last segment stopped abruptly we don't know uh and now welcome to the politics (laughs) section where we talk about things that are fucked up
0: uh i think we should uh talk about precious cream puff neville and the seriously mean things that happen to him in this fucking chapter this shit is not his fault
1: yeah so i wrote down neville needs support not punishment this wasn't his fault they should have accommodated him in the first place so that this wouldn't have happened it is so profoundly inappropriate for mcgonagall to be blaming neville for what happened when what should have happened is that she should have intervened with sir cadigan and been like you actually can't do this neville needs a fucking learning support advocate at hogwarts who's like it's inappropriate for you to like we have to come up with a way to have him have the, a reminder for the password that's like safe god knows there yeah. has to be a spell for that
0: right or not chain i have 80 million passwords in a week right i have a <laughs> since this is relevant to all of our lives i have a password manager for all my passwords because i can't remember which one has a fucking Exclamation point, or an at signal or like you know the number twenty four in it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna remember any of that shit because right. I have a learning disability. That's why I have things to help me with this. And it's like Neville needs that help. Yeah, Neville needs the magical equivalent of like Last Pass, and he should have that. He
1: should have that. It's
0: and it, the fact that his punishment
1: is so is, awful.
0: It's so harsh, and it's like people get away with fucking cursing the shit out of each other and like saying you know bigoted language at one another and they never get punishments as harsh as poor neville gets in this fucking chapter
1: no it's this is (laughs) correct what is the sound for both of us just shaking our heads
0: (laughs) 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 there be some is it i'm gonna say some sad violin but it's more like sad violin but then like Really like angry bass in the back. I mean, not bass. I don't know. What I'm
1: trying to say. No, I'm with you because we're we're definitely not just sad. We're very we're a, we're angry. We're angry. <laughs> <What> is... <laughs> we really need to figure out some angry sound effects.
0: I'm sure it's like whatever riff from a Bikini Kill song or something.
1: Oh my god. So yeah, know. like You're some kidding. sort of like guitar screech. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh...
1: I'll go hang out with my uh, Free Sound Bible account and see what I can find. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listen, I'll just, uh, at Kathleen Hanna to be like, is it cool to use the <laughs> a, if That's the Harry thing
1: Potter we're, we're going to ask permission to use <laughs> in the <a> podcast. <laughs> we're like breaking copyright laws. Left and right, just being like, we don't make money off it, don't sue us. And then you're like, no, I'm gonna ask permission for this one guitar riff. Sounds good.
0: Kathleen Hannah, please listen to our podcast. Yeah, that's the <laughs> real reason. I mean, yes. <laughs> uh Anyway, I also don't like that the trolls are leering at him.
1: What is that? Like, why is that I, in there? I hate it so much.
0: It's very creepy. I think the least creepiest thing is that maybe they're leering at him because they want to eat him. I hope which so. Which is still dis- is still disturbing because who is supervising these trolls? Like, who is their manager? <laughs> you have these trolls as security who are, even to Harry Potter, who is sometimes not as observant as we would like him to be, notices the trolls being weird to Neville, so it's not even subtle, it's very blatant. Can we get some kind and I know we're not going to get a kind of intervention because professors are very stretched thin but like what the fuck y'all <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you, you know what would have been a better thing for them to get they should have gotten Fluffy back from book one and put Fluffy in this corridor and the kids could have been like oh Fluffy you're so great and then it's like who's going to try to attack Gryffindor Tower when there's a giant 20 foot three-headed dog here. Fucking no one. It's true. And, and then Neville and the dog could have hung out. It would have been great. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I, I hate it. <laughs> I hate the word leering. Sorry, what were you going to say?
0: No, we could have had it all. But yeah, leering is not a good word. It just, it it never, it doesn't never not have sexual connotations, I think. Exactly. And so for this to be the word choice here is very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. Like, why? 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 I i don't like it i don't like it either and continuing on things that i don't like about neville me and harry potter are in an actual fight (laughs) over his treatment of neville in this chapter i will never forgive him like harry potter is going to be 75 years old and i'm going to be like i'm look i have a lot of scorpio in my chart I hold a fucking grudge whether I want to or not. I'm going to be like, I'm still so mad at you. And Harry's going to be like, I've apologized to you, to Neville. I've done therapy. Like, why are you still holding on to this? And I'm going to be like, I don't know. I tried to let go. I, too, did therapy to try to forgive you. But you know what? <laughs> I fucking haven't forgiven you. You were such a jerk to Neville in this chapter. I'm so mad. I'm. He just... When Neville came and was like, help me with my essay, Harry just should have been like, you know what? Fuck it. I can't go to Hogsmeade. I'm in a situation where, like, there's no way I can get out of it without being either like telling on myself or being an awful friend. Ron's gonna just have to hang out by himself. I have to go do this essay with Neville. Like,
0: the worst part is, is that considering they're at, the kids are at Hogsmeade literally all day harry could have done both he could have helped neville with his essay and then snuck down to hogsmeade and then when snape was like what the fuck he could have been like i'm with neville and neville would have been like yeah yeah yes neville would have said that in a heartbeat he would not have hesitated even as much as he's afraid of snape
1: yeah that's super true this is yeah at the very least harry should have just like honestly even been like neville i'm in a bad mood i'm sorry i i don't want to hang out right now you know i actually need to go for a walk by myself anything other than shaking him off and being like let me go grab my bag and then never coming back fuck you harry potter i that is the worst friend behavior and i'm not having it at all. And you know
0: that Hermione helped with that essay too.
1: She probably did. Because she's
0: in the common room stressing the fuck out being upset and angry surrounded by like 80 million books.
1: Yeah because she would never let him down like that.
0: Right. <sighs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Harry really should have gotten shamed much more in this chapter than he did. It's like you should totally. fucking feel bad.
1: Feel terrible. <laughs> Everything comes up in his favor and he doesn't deserve it at all which just goes to show there's no fucking justice in this world. Neville
0: gets a goddamn howler from his grandmother his like caretaker and Harry gets off fucking scot-free.
1: He sure does ugh it's the worst what's next?
0: (laughs) I have so many things about Snape in this section (laughs) Uh and I think this actually connects nicely with our previous point in which there's a point where Snape is like, You're basically a lawn to yourself and it's fucked up. And I'm like, dude, you're right. Like Harry is just like doing whatever the fuck he wants to without any thoughts of the consequences of his actions. And it's like, My dude, bro, like what you deserve this dressing down because you acted very terribly
1: yeah he did and yes snape every single thing that snape says in this chapter is correct Uh, this is probably the only time this will ever happen but like even the part where harry is uh like my dad saved your life whatever whatever Snape's response to that 100% correct. And what's more, the information that Snape gives Harry that James created the situation that Snape then needed to be saved from, the fact that Dumbledore left out that crucial piece of information when he told Harry this story is super fucked up and also makes it... It's like, that can't possibly be the reason, then, that Snape hates James, you know? Isn't that how Dumbledore presents it? He resents him for saving his life. And that just becomes an obvious lie that Dumbledore told Harry to, what, glorify Harry's dad to him or something? It's just... A bunch of bullshit is what it is.
0: It, I mean, it really is. And actually, and I actually, I kind of want to get a little bit deeper into the reveal of the quote unquote prank. It literally is attempted murder. I don't think, I don't know why we're calling it a prank. Like, this was, this was attempted murder. Yeah. And, and so I feel like even calling this chapter Snape's grudge is like, fuck, duh, he has a fucking grudge. I don't have a fucking grudge about this shit too. Like someone tried to straight up murder me, and like what? And there's two scenarios in this. It's like either you get fucked up, you get straight up murdered by a fellow student, or you get turned into a werewolf. Which, as we realize throughout the course of this book, is like basically the witching world considering you less than a human person, and all of the fucked up shit that comes along with that. And I think having a lot of angry feelings about being put in the situation is justified
1: i don't think it's i i mean i'm just gesturing wildly because i don't yeah the way that he expresses them aka taking it out on harry not justified his feelings 100 percent justified grudge i feel like implies
0: that it's not justified
1: that he should that he should let it go and i disagree with that completely
0: yeah it isn't just like, oh, you, like, fucked up my shoes and I am still hate you for it 20 years later.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Attempted murder isn't, a, like, a single petty thing. Right. And here's, here's the other fucked up part that I was thinking about when I was thinking more about this incident. So, I mean, we get... I don't remember if it's this book or the next book where we get the information about it being... About Snape almost being killed by lupin i don't remember if it, is, it, is it this book Did we found that information
1: uh wait what isn't that what snape just he, was talking but he about? didn't say
0: that it's a werewolf that almost that almost killed
1: oh him. i don't know
0: anyway so i'm gonna talk about that for a little bit because snape says that like it would have gotten james expelled which considering again that both james and Sirius are fucking super rich purebloods i don't think would have happened uh, hmm. I doubt they would have been expelled. Uh, Lupin would have been expelled or like killed by the government because yeah. he is a werewolf that murdered or mauled, uh, you know, a student, which clearly wasn't going through any either of James and Sirius' minds. And they're like, you know, it'd be funny having our friend eat our school nemesis.
1: Right? How fucked up would that have been for for Lupin to have eaten? Appear
0: like that's probably gotta be one of his like top three fears as a werewolf is eating someone, you know, totally. as a compassionate human being. And so it and so it makes me wonder if part of Snape's feelings is knowing compared to his sort of like gangly, awkward half blood self that knowing that that Sirius and James would have been not really punished for his death or maiming because mm. i feel like it feels very clear um for what we know about jay the marauders about how much purebred and wealth privilege that they both had and how that kind of informs their actions at school yeah so so i feel like in the same way that like i personally berate people who have a lot of money and do like dumb terrible shit and, don't- and just get away with it like you know, I don't know, buying their kids into college or what have you, uh, cheating a system for set up for kids that have learned disabilities and bribing a bunch of people. Right. And me being angry about that. I feel like this is a similar anger that I feel like Snake would have against James and Sirius, setting all of this up. And then, of course, nothing really happens in the fact that there was an attempted murder plot on his life. Right. Like attempted murder Still not great. Everyone <laughs> like it's, it's it's a crime in a lot of places. Is attempted murder. Uh,
1: yes, Mm-hmm. I agree with you.
0: It's, it's just it's it's like it's just fucked up all the way down. It's like layers of yeah. fucked upness. The deeper you look.
1: Totally. Uh, speaking of fucked up things happening to Snape, this whole chapter is just full of people gaslighting snape mostly lupin you know harry and ron are children they're just lying and poorly uh their lies are very (laughs) reminiscent it's been a while since i've done an eddie Izzard reference (laughs) <laughs> i think we
0: have to get like one per book honestly i think is maybe our running track record right now
1: minimum yeah so he has a whole shtick about the way that kids lie which basically is summed up and you know their expert lying comes down to i was on the moon with steve <laughs> and i feel like that's exactly how well harry and ron are lying right now They're not doing a super good job. Lupin comes in though and turns Harry and Ron's lies into gaslighting through his own gaslighting of being like, oh, everything that they have said is completely true. And I have no idea what you're talking about. And clearly this is a big misunderstanding. I'll just be taking this and Harry and be going it's so that that is terrible it's really awful and i'm mad at lupin for the first time because you shouldn't treat people like that
0: yeah it was very fucked up also very transparent because i feel like the facial description that harry was trying to describe that lupin had was the like oh fuck <laughs> like i don't remember how harry described it but i'm like he was like oh shit
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. You, like
0: have the map and then you have Harry and then it's like you've seen just like yeah. it's like the Homer backing into the bushes gif is like yeah. really happening, but he can't <laughs> because he needs to like <laughs> shamefully do the thing to get the map array from Snape.
1: which there could have there could have how easy would it have been for Lupin to look at the map and say, Wow. Yeah, that does seem like it might be full of dark magic. I'm going to take this to my office and take a closer look at it. Thank you so much for bringing it to my attention, Severus. That was very responsible of you and I will be doing due diligence as the defense against the dark arts teacher, which would have been way better right still would have gotten the map out of there still could have diffused the situation been like i you know and i'll i'm gonna talk with harry about it because this is very serious we're gonna go to dumbledore whatever he he could have done all of that in a way that didn't treat snape like shit
0: yeah and there's like i don't want to say not any reason but lupin did harry a solid where you like harry gets away without being punished when it's like he probably should have been punished
1: totally should have been punished
0: and i don't know if part of maybe lupin's rationale is his, his feelings that are coming up throughout this entire year about like sirius and the marauders and all the risky dangerous illegal shit he used to do that created a situation where he was just like it's gonna take all this we're just gonna make this all go away until i am back in control i can go back to my office and cry for a while about this yeah uh here i'll do it again that was shitty i'm out not that right. and not that's not a, a justification for all the for him literally gaslighting snape because you're right he could have just been like yep you're right this is full of some dark magic what the fuck better go check this out right Oh, no, I'll be in charge of Harry's attention he'll have the rest of the year. Don't worry.
1: Right, exactly. Which Harry deserved, if not for having the Marauders map, at the very least, for going to Hogsmeade when he's not allowed to go to Hogsmeade. You know? So, yeah. And I, you know, obviously I understand Lupin was super caught off guard. He did not expect to see that map. There is definitely an indication that Snape knows about the map question mark which is interesting and confusing to me i
0: i assume that snape deeply suspects that it is something that the marauders created only because if they were using these their nicknames in school out loud to one another which it seems like they were then if snape is like oh miss Mooney, Padfoot, prongs and wormtails like this sounds very familiar. Right. Which is actually very not very well thought out the Marauders end. They should have picked other nicknames for
1: <laughs> secret f- What, fifteen? There's <laughs> no I know. Oh, and I side note just of what you were saying about Lupin's sort of state of mind with all of this stuff coming back and his reflecting on having been like the things he did as a marauder and all of that just that must be so so intense for him because I mean you know that feeling when you're hanging out with like a high schooler and they're tiny baby infants and then you remember what you were doing as a high schooler, and then you feel very upset. Lupin is a very extreme example of that feeling of like, you're, you literally were born 12 and a half seconds ago. <laughs> and when I was your age, I was like doing drugs and having sex. And I hate everything about that. It's very upsetting. And Lupin's like, when I was your age, I was. A werewolf (laughs) with three friends who went running around in the woods and got up to all sorts of shenanigans that's worse right and that must be so awful for him to see harry and experience the adult feelings of thinking about harry sneaking through the tunnels to hogsmeade and then reflecting on his own childhood and just being like that cognitive dissonance that's just the worst feeling
0: i mean he had that moment where he or Lupin was like, oh, the map makers would have been very amused to lure you out of Hogwarts. And right. just, I'm like, what specific memory are you thinking about right now, Lupin? <laughs> Right. Oh. I feel, I feel like secondhand embarrassment for Lupin somehow.
1: It's totally. So-
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel very secondhand cringy for a fictional character i just want everyone to know that right now like i'm like clutching my chest because i'm like oh my god
1: (sighs) being a teacher must be awful honestly like a high school teacher must be so terrible
0: it's it must be equally terrible at hogwarts considering how long you live and how small it is where it's like you grow up with people and then you teach their children and then you teach their grandchildren and you're just like, yeah, it just, it must be so surreal. Yeah. And also really awkward.
1: So awkward.
0: It's like, Oh, your parents are straight laced. Now you should have known what they were getting up to in the astronomy tower 20 years ago. (laughs) They wouldn't be sending you a howler for kissing some muggle girl. Would they? Anyway,
1: I don't know. Yeah. Yup. Welcome to Advertisements, where we ask you for money and then make you laugh.
0: Do you love the gaily Profit? Do you get a thrill of excitement from supporting queer creators? Well, guess what? You can both support queer creators and get even more gaily Profit goodness by joining our Patreon. We offer some really rad stuff on our Patreon. Uh, we have the Kweebler, where me and Lark create a fan fiction, round-robin style. Uh, we have bonus clips from all of our episodes. We have videos and more. And you can check it out and see how cool it is by going to patreon.com slash Yes,
1: you can also support us some other ways, like telling everyone you know about our podcast which is the best way maybe to support us for free because that's how we get new listeners and that's great. Uh also leaving us a rating and review on iTunes is super helpful because then when people go to check out our show there's a bunch of evidence of how much people love our show. Uh, you can follow us on social media at The Gaily Prophet on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and The Gaily Prophet Podcast on Tumblr. Uh, and you can buy our merchandise at TheGailyProphet.com. You can also listen to our new podcast, Escape <laughs> from <laughs> Reality, <laughs> uh, which is where we read Carry On by Rainbow Rowell and talk about it the same way that we talk about Harry Potter here. So, uh, Check all of those things out, do all of those things. It's super great and fun. All right, next up, I should have practiced this. <clears throat> I believe in you. Are you stuck inside and bored? Are you thinking about breaking the rules set by experts in order to keep both you and those around you safe because you just need a little fun in anyways. It's not like it's that big a risk. You need, don't do that, you fuckhead. <laughs> Don't Do That, You Fuckhead is a high-quality product that stops you from making extremely irresponsible choices. It works in a variety of situations, including but not limited to being an absolute ass to your friends, incriminating people who care about you, and of course, violating reasonable and highly important policies that are designed to literally save you from dying. Try Don't Do That, You Fuckhead, and enjoy freedom from being an actual fucking monster. (laughs)
0: I love how timely this is. Thank you. (laughs) uh, Very pertinent to current events. Um, Hope everyone is still washing your hands and wearing a mask.
1: And not hanging out with people that you don't live with, even if you're six feet apart. I don't care.
0: And that thing also. (laughs) Do you want to be like Harry Potter in this chapter? You do not.
1: You do not. (laughs) It's not a good look.
0: (laughs) uh stay safe everyone anyway (laughs) (laughs) anyway
1: health and science
0: health and or science
1: welcome to the health and science section where we talk about things that are loosely related to health and or science the map
0: the map is i think definitely full of some shady and or lightly dark magic because how the fuck does this work um the last thing we saw that had such incredible abilities was a literal horror crux. so what the fuck is this here's
1: mean? let's bring some philosophy into the health and science section is the difference between dark magic and not dark magic intention
0: i would say i think it depends Because we see both in these books. Like, I don't think that there is a good reason to use the Cruciatus Curse. I don't think you could argue for a moral or ethical reason to use that. No. I do wonder, though, about... I mean, are there some things dark because it's like... There's, like, blood magic involved or something because I mean one of the main you know foundations of this book is that Harry is protected by the blood sacrifice of his mother which I'm sure there are blood sacrifices and dark magic that uh, happen, but we also get you know so I think what I'm trying to say is it's probably both intention and then also logistics
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm sh- like again like there is good magic that I'm sure requires life and blood sacrifices i'm willing to bet most of them aren't good (laughs) but it makes me wonder like if there are i mean it wouldn't surprise me if the marauders map involves some kind of weird bloodletting or some kind of
1: so kinky
0: (laughs) <laughs> i mean the marauders are definitely doing weird whatever weird sex magic looks like in the witching world I'm i sure bet making
1: the marauders map involved a lot of weird sex magic just saying
0: oh yeah so definitely
1: is that dark magic
0: look it depends on how puritan people are i don't i mean i don't know <laughs> i mean again oh like there are consensual ways for people to do blood letting and experience pain and then there are not consensual ways for people to experience sunlighting and you know pain so i think right. i feel like intention is like most of it but they're still the part of like how your intentions are playing out in the physical world on living creatures and stuff
1: so here's here's the thing i can't believe this is going to come out of my mouth <laughs> i am thinking about riddle's journal and the marauder's map as being the two I think of both of them kind of existing kind of through a a form of like magical coding, like computer coding. Yeah. They're like the two extremes of things that come out of 4chan. (laughs) One is like the anonymous that brings down evil corporations and one like helps pedophiles find victims. Right. Yeah. Like two oppositionally opposed things using the same means, right, to accomplish those ends. And I don't think that 4chan itself, I, I think 4chan itself is neutral, right? It exists. People do with it what they will. But the fact that it happened through 4chan doesn't make it either good or bad. So I don't know that the magic itself can be, be qualified as dark or not dark.
0: So I want to actually want to continue to, I want to continue with this metaphor for thinking about if magic sort of functioning or being a metaphor for technology Mm -hmm. and technology, not being as neutral as people think it is because it is still created by people who have biases. And in the real world, a lot of our technology is created by white dudes. Like that's just statistically who are the people who are creating software, coding websites, creating things like 4chan and Google and Facebook are just, are white dudes with a white dude mind frame and a white dude mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you get, so you get things like Lyft and Uber that are skirting around uh, local laws about cab drivers. But you don't get a similar thing for sex workers to be able to, you know, do their business without, like, safely and without having to, like, deal with the law at all, which right. we no technology could do, but.
1: And was doing and then got fucking shut down by Foster Sesta, too. So. Yes.
0: But the fact that we can have Lyft and Uber and Bird and all these other kind of technologies like transportation technologies that skirt local laws and that but it doesn't extend to you know sex work which would make the lives of women and queer people so much safer right means just shows that it is once you dig underneath technology it's really it's not as neutral as it seems and so i feel like magic must be the same way and even though we've determined that there does not seem to be any gender or sex or race based differences in the way that you can do magic. It does still seem like a lot of magic we, we see is created by dudes. Like a lot of the textbooks are written mm. by men. I mean, obviously we have a variety of, you know, teachers in Hogwarts. And so I guess it makes me wonder if part of what makes, dark magic is fucked up which is creating these spells Hmm. you know i guess it goes i guess it does go back to intention but
1: do you know No, no no i totally hear you i so here's a thing that i'm thinking about is like the only thing that i could see that would make magic unequivocally dark would be either it only serves to harm people like imperio and cruciatus and avada kedavra and honestly a lot of other hexes that for some reason aren't illegal they're just not bad enough but you know sectum sempra absolutely dark magic the only thing you can do with it is hurt another person or magic that in order to achieve the ends involves harm right and so that would even include something like uh, season 6 Buffy spoiler <laughs> uh, the spell that Willow does to bring Buffy back because it involves like sacrificing an innocent life like sacrifices are powerful but like a sacrifice that involves death that's automatically makes something dark magic regardless of whether or not the outcome of the spell that you do is dark right but I guess my question is like can something like the Marauder's Map be full of dark magic in the same way because the marauders map doesn't take anyone's agency away the way that riddle's diary does it might like think it's funny to lure harry out of the castle but honestly from what we've seen how we've seen harry interact with the map all it does is be a map you know, well, it shows the Descendium thing, but it will never do that again. So I, like, that's a correction. I have to pretend it didn't exist because it's inconsistent. (laughs) But it insults people and it is a map. Like, I, it doesn't do anything. You know what I mean? I feel like this is kind of like the argument about whether or not, (laughs) the argument about, like, porn, right? It's like most media has a message that it's sending and so we can be like this media sends a message that we don't approve of porn exists solely for its own sake and is not trying to convince anyone of anything or delivering any like moral messages no matter how fucked up the porn is you like go to watch a specific thing and like it isn't like mass marketed does that make sense yeah a movie that's like children come watch this movie the messages in that movie which have been marketed to all children therefore need to be looked at in a way that something like porn doesn't need to be examined because no one's trying to force anyone to come consume porn and you have agency about what porn you're consuming and like what you want so it's like even the grossest porn out there isn't trying to convince anyone of anything you know So, like, I feel like the Marauder's Map is closer to porn. (laughs) It exists for its own sake, and it's not trying to, like, do anything to anyone. It just, like, is. Yeah. Does that make sense? No,
0: it does. It it makes a lot of sense. It actually has me thinking that maybe the map is also a little bit, like, so there's a search engine. Duck, duck go where they don't track your shit and, uh-huh. and they're big on like privacy which i'm sure a lot of people look at right. to look at. the porn. map
1: is like running linux absolutely and so yes. and so you can
0: do i'm sure look up i don't want to say illegal things but like look up whatever things you don't want people to know about on it because you're like oh no one's watching me but i'm sure a lot of people are just gonna like right look for porn or like i'm gonna read the anarchist cookbook oh wait it sucks jk why is everyone talking about this book you know like and so yeah i just think that the map probably uses uh spells that people use to do dark magic but maybe isn't necessarily dark itself right like how people use a a tour to access the dark web and a lot of people are just just buying drugs and they're not looking for kidney porn you know
1: right or like finding a fucking kidney because the system is rigged against people who need organs like yeah exactly for sure this is probably the nerdiest conversation we have ever had on this incredibly nerdy podcast
0: we just compared the martyr's map to so many things basically the dark web uh but it's okay because harry's just trying to buy candy (laughs) it is the child's version of the silk road Uh, (laughs) (laughs) wow so if anyone wants to write a no magic au where the marauders are just hackers it the setup is all there
1: totally we just oh my god please (laughs) please everyone go write about how the marauders map is like open source software that Whatever. This is incredible. I can't even.
0: (laughs) Anyway. uh, Yes. uh, I think I have a, a little bit less nerdy conversation about the map, which is, I guess, going back to Snape trying to give it just regular ass verbal commands, like reveal yourself and not a spell.
1: Such a good question. I was really weirded out by that.
0: So I guess that must mean is a precedence for magical documents to be spelled not like whatever reveal is in fucking Latin. Revealio. Revealio. It's just like, reveal yourself.
1: or what? But what is what is the purpose of something that, of, of having something be wiped blank that you can make not blank by just saying, reveal yourself? <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> there's... I assume that that's like trying to quote unquote hack and into something by using like password one two three four five maybe it's
1: yeah or it's like the like kids diaries <laughs> that have like the key but if you just like pull hard enough it just opens
0: those were a rip off why even put a lock <laughs> that you can easily just pry off with your fingernails novelty i did actually have a diary like that it was pretty great um, yeah, me too. <laughs> i mean the only other thing i could think of is Snape using verbal commands on the map as the maybe most child-friendly uh, thing he could be doing in front of Harry versus, like, whatever curse-breaking or quasi-dark magic you would use to, like, reveal a thing.
1: Hmm. Yep.
0: I don't know. Maybe it is correction. I don't know.
1: It's very confusing. It does
0: prevent... It does... It is confusing. You definitely a thing to ponder on yeah what what all that means because we don't see much other things in the witching world that does that you just like talk to i mean i guess the passwords to the common rooms kind of you have a password yeah Yeah. all right i just have a couple of things um one is that uh putting animals on trial is a real thing that happened in medieval europe yeah say more uh what (laughs) i didn't do enough research to adequately talk about this but there is an excellent episode of the podcast criminal the very first episode actually episode one where they discuss a little bit about a pig in the middle ages being put on trial for eating a baby
1: what is what does the trial look like
0: I don't remember because it's been a really long time since I listened to that episode, but I know they talk about it.
1: That is wild. Yeah. Welcome to Corrections, where we correct stuff.
0: So the Shrinking Shack is rumored to be the most haunted place in Britain. Mm -hmm. We know this is a lie because it was just Lupin. Mm Mm-hmm. How is the the rumor of the Shrieking Shack still going on if you could literally ask a ghost, hey, what's up with that haunted place? Like, did they all just know that Lupin is a werewolf and it's not actually haunted?
1: Someone said even the ghosts avoid it. Who said that? Someone told us that. Even the Hogwarts ghosts won't go there. So
0: then how do people know it's haunted?
1: There's no way to confirm that. no and it like just did they build that house (laughs) when lupin got to school and then immediately boarded up and be like this place haunted built on a cemetery by accident (laughs) the old story you know like i don't know what i don't know how do they do this it's absurd an
0: entire family was murdered here and no one would and every person who brought the house moved out two months later
1: wait that's the riddle house (laughs)
0: Oh, fuck it. It is the riddle house. <laughs> it is literally the it riddle house. It is, like, half of the, like, haunted houses, though, in the US. No, I know. I know. But yeah, it is really the, the riddle house.
1: Yeah, no, it's, like, and it, and it, Lupin graduated, Harry's 13, they're 21, he graduated, what, 17 years ago or something like that, and so there hasn't been shrieking in the shack for 17 years and yet the rumor persists is i mean maybe dumbledore just goes in there and puts on like a halloween scene <laughs> once like a couple times a year just in case he has another werewolf student come through that he needs to use the shack for
0: he like shakes the walls of his magic to make it yeah
1: perfect. oh can we please make this be true it's like really endearing and i like it
0: maybe there has been more than one werewolf student though since lupin
1: oh that's true
0: that would make sense
1: that would make sense let's go with that
0: how cool would it have been if one of harry's classmates from the jump was like a werewolf
1: that would have been really cool
0: i mean i don't trust jk have written
1: that but no <laughs> if we wrote it it would have been very cool <laughs>
0: so many gay werewolves
1: <laughs> alas <laughs>
0: You too want to read gay uh, werewolf romance fantasy novels. So if you know of any, please let me know because I do want to read
1: that. Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, okay, now I actually am done.
1: Great. Thank you for listening to The Gaily Prophet. If you like this podcast, which you do, be sure to check out our new podcast, Escape from Reality. That's E-S-G-A-Y-P-E, where we read Carry On by Rainbow Rowell and talk about it humorously yet ruthlessly. And it's fantastic.
0: Uh, If you want to know more about my life, (laughs) you could follow me on Twitter at Jesse underscore Detroit are on instagram at live from detroit
1: rufio why are you singing a little song
0: <laughs> if you want to know more about rufio just follow lark on instagram
1: <laughs> if you want to know about rufio please <laughs> follow me on instagram <laughs> at lark malachi that's l-a-r-k-m-a-l-a-k-a-i or uh check out my website that doesn't have rufio on it which is larkmalachi.com
0: the music in this show for our theme song and spoiler warning it's by Kevin McLeod. our spoiler warning is by the ever talented Sarah Saur our logo and any hand drawn art that you might see on our social media is by Theo Julian Forrester um, you can buy prints of the art and our logo on our website so please do that
1: yeah do do that so I'm about to say until next time, but I just want to let you know that my co-star notification for today told me to learn a new word, and I was like, "Oh great, I'm recording. Jesse's definitely going to teach me a word." So I wanted to say that first, just so that it didn't seem like I was like retroactively being like. <laughs> just, so here we go. Until next time.
0: Mm-hmm. Hoisted with his own petard, which is so as the explanation about this saying is that uh, a petard is a type of bomb and so if you're hoisted by your own petard you have been injured or thrown by your own bomb which is literally what happens to harry in this chapter
1: yeah you nailed it thank you so much for fulfilling my horoscope (laughs) you're a great friend
0: (laughs) i feel so satisfied i don't know why it's like so great Uh, oh man instant Horoscope gratification, awesome. (laughs)